Falter wrote on Lashok, Mihal of Whale, as on Kundadere, August Tashinakoni in Navon and Talabanesk. So, for those that hadn't a clue what I just said, we're about to have a chat with Michael Boyle, who's in St. John's, Newfoundland, and he's from uh, County Derry originally, and, and uh, Michael uh, leads walks in the in St. John's and uh, historic walks. So, first of all, what I would suggest is, if you're heading down to St. John's, it's worth reaching out to, to Michael, and it's boyletours.com, to get a flavour of the local history and particularly what would be the Irish connection with it and uh, there is a very strong Irish connection as we're going to hear about uh, Michael Tafalchero thanks a million for coming along yeah it's nice talking to we always love talking to people from Ottawa you know because we're getting uh, you know the idea of getting money from Ottawa to our politicians would send them up to do that you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael you're uh, now born and reared in uh, in the six counties and you're over in Newfoundland how what brought you over here to start with Good question. Good question. I, I came uh, on a bit of a whim, I think. I, I, I went to St. Joseph's Training College in Belfast. I, actually, one of my teachers there was the, uh, the, the famous poet Seamus Heaney. Right. Heaney. You know, I'm not a poet, but uh, so after, after training college, uh, I answered an ad in the Irish News to come and teach in a place called Fog Island. I, I really was Fogo Island. Okay. Uh, but there was a bit of a mix-up, and I ended up in, uh, in Gander, and uh, I went back to Ireland. Uh, but there was a call. It was kind of like, you remember St. Patrick and Slamish, that call to come again? There was that call, Newfoundland gets in your blood, you know. Okay. And I was back here for another, did university degrees and, and stuff. And then, of course, after about 10 years, you know, I got married. Okay. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of uh, an anchoring an anchoring an anchoring spot. Uh, and I have a son, Patrick, uh, uh, who's uh, a bit of a musician, and he's out in Victoria. I okay. Did, uh, he's into a schnagkio, schnagkio. Did do jazz, trumpet, and all of that uh, uh, good stuff, you know. So, right. Uh, right. And he has a bit of Irish too. Right. So, Michael, um, what got you interested in the local history then? Well, there's tremendous connections between between Newfoundland and, and Ireland. However, so a lot of them actually go, go back to before the famine, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been retained. You know, you can find it in the in the in the accents people have. They're probably more Irish than I am. Those <laughs> you're listening here in the Ottawa area, uh, and as well as that, the, the customs and, and that kind of the idea of taking time. There, there's so much. They're so alike, you know, and why wouldn't it be after 200 years? And, of course, I taught school in a place called Baltimore High School, Fairyland, right in the heart of the Irish group. And that was a tremendous experience. I remember the first, the first weekend I was there and I had my car and I had a flat outside a place called Fermuse. And I didn't know, I'd never changed the flat before, didn't know what to do. I looked around, there was a bunch of grade nine fellows. Sir, sir, I, we'll change the flat for you. I, I'm done. And they were fighting to do it. So get that idea. Uh, and then, you know, being a single chap, uh, yeah. very often you could show up at somebody's house around 4.30 in the evening. And they would say, sir, uh, would you like a bit of supper? And maybe there were seven or eight other people there. 
but they had, they had a meal there for you. So right. you get the idea. You yeah. were you felt at home. Yes, yes. And you were at home too. Yes, and I'm still there. <laughs> Indeed. And when you do mention the the name, the Irish Loop, and all the rest, of course, uh, on the on the Irish Loop, you have the Powers and you have the O'Briens um, and uh, the Walshes, all the Waterford names, particularly. And then two two weeks or three weeks ago, we were chatting and we were hearing about tilting and the Irish connection in tilting and how long, how far that goes back, way beyond yeah. the 200 years, going back four yeah. or 500 years. So the connection between Ireland and Newfoundland is long and strong. Very and strong indeed, yeah, very strong. But it's also very much alive and well because, you know, one of the unique... Well, two unique things, I think, is one is that St. Patrick's Day is a national holiday, or is a, what, and so far as it is, it's a provincial holiday in Newfoundland. And yes. uh, you also commemorate the Easter Rising, Easter Monday. Yes, indeed we do. Uh, and that's very, fairly lately, since about uh, 1916. And I think it's very apropos in the times we we're talking about, uh, in the sense that Newfoundland was you know, regarded for a long time as Britain's oldest colony. And, you know, colonies have a, a bad rap right now in the sense of empires. No matter what the empire is, if it's a, a Roman empire, uh, if it's American empire, Russian empire, or British empire, the idea of empire, slavery, there's a whole lot of baggage there. There's a whole lot of baggage in terms of colonial uh, the colonial uh, mentality that, that survives sometimes. Unfortunately, it survives sometimes in some of our academic institutions, the, the governance of a lot of places. I think in Canada we've uh, had a history of that. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I think it's important that we, 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 it's important that we remember. It's important that we remember when you think of Ukraine, you know, and the tremendous fight that they're doing. People are amazed how, how much they're fighting. They're on their own soil, their own people. It's their land. It's their, you know, their country, their resources. It's their home. And why, you know, and it, you have the parallel in terms of, in Ireland, in a sense, you know, you, you, you know, being able to fight with your own home rather than, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of our, our good Canadian boys uh, went out to Afghanistan, but they were fighting on a foreign war on a foreign soil, which is a different kind of a thing, you know. So I, I think that colonial aspect uh, is important. Uh, and we remember it's not a, it's not a, a glorification, of course, of uh you know the 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 Irish struggle. It's it's a kind of remembrance of um, the whole idea of freedom. Interesting that you do mention the Ukraine there, because earlier in the show we were chatting with Jollies, the uh, band uh, that play Irish music from the Ukraine, and one of the members of the band is no longer available to play music because he is enlisted to wow. help protect his country and save his wow. country. Whoa. So, you know, the, the um, pragma pragmatism that is around something like this or the, the aspect of current history as against history from 100 years ago, in some ways, it's right in, in our faces and hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, now, w w with our particular ceremony uh, on Monday, it's a very simple ceremony in the sense that uh, commemoration in which we... Uh, we remember the people of 1916 who died. And in a special way, we, we, we will, uh, one of uh, the, the people, John Breen, who's a brother of the mayor, uh, he's going to give a, a tribute, and he did it last number here, a tribute to the, uh, 
the men of the the Newfoundland Regiment, who a lot of them who, who were tra- who died tragically on July 1st uh, at Bowman Hamill. So that's kind of uniqueness. I think it's mm. only in Canada or only in Newfoundland that we can do that, that we try to make it inclusive. There's the idea of being inclusive, that people are all welcome. Now, again, we will probably have, won't have a big crowd at our ceremony because we don't have any anthems. We've nothing military. There's no politicians. No politicians. And, and in in Canada, there is a tendency, in my opinion, for the Irish to celebrate their Irishness uh, on St. Patrick's Day, and we do it well. I think we do it well, don't we? We do it well. We in do. Ottawa. We do. We do it well. Uh, and there's another group of people who celebrate their Irishness at home. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of reluctance, there's a kind of, uh, to celebrate the idea of the birth of a country. I think we're a bit reluctant sometimes to do that. Uh, we've reached out that hand to people, you know, that we're, we are, there's no, there's no speeches, there's no propaganda type of thing. We'll read out the proclamation. We did have a singer a few years ago, uh, well-known Newfoundland singer, Lee Brockerville, who used to sing the song Grace. Mm-hmm. And that was a very, you know, apropos to, to, to the ceremony and the tribute to the Newfoundland uh, Regiment and then maybe have a, uh, a soup uh, and a cup of tea uh, with, at the BIS headquarters. And, and that's very interesting. The BIS uh, have been founded uh, back in 1806. Mm-hmm. And for a long, long time, part of their history on St. Patrick's Day was to visit the lieutenant governor. First of all, to visit the governor uh, and pay their homage or, or pay their respect uh, and you think that they've done that for over a hundred years. Uh, this year, there are they are they're they're sponsoring the event. They're doing the event, and I think that's historic uh, and a breakthrough to, for that. And again, saying to be all to all religions, all groups, and I think that's important. Maybe in a sense that uh, that maybe in Ireland we haven't realised that as much of bringing everybody with, bring people with you. Um, Michael, I think it's important. BIS being the Benevolent Irish Society. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, that's yeah, for, for, yeah. So, uh, and again, when we were chatting uh, about tilting two or three weeks ago, um, uh, Kevin was it was the is the vice president of the Benevolent Irish Society. Um, that when we were chatting with them. Um, but the other thing, when you talk in those that link and the importance of bringing people together. I know the relationship over the last number of years has also been enriched uh, between Lyola Hearn being over as the Canadian ambassador to Ireland uh, and um, Lyola has a great love and he had brought Pete St. John over, I think, or he'd been instrumental in bringing Pete St. John over to St. John's and Pete St. John just recently passed away and for those who may not know, he it was Pete St. John who composed uh, the Fields of Athenry which is nearly an Irish national anthem. Um, so yeah. uh, <laughs> there are great connections. Um, uh, has, has, has forged those connections, even in his own community, the, the famine. I think there, there were certain things in Ireland when I was growing up, that there were a couple of things you never talked about, was the famine and Titanic. I don't know, because we're both losers. The Titanic and the famine. Now we've got the, into that, the Titanic, and when you go back to Belfast, I mean, Titanic Quarter is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the famine, usually I think it's either the second Sunday or the first Sunday in May, you have all of those kind of, I think it's Strokestown, you have a national memorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyle Hearn and his group, they've had a, uh, a kind of, uh, in their community, 
uh, to ring the bell uh, outside their, uh, their, the grotto beside the church. And they remember, and they sing actually, the Fields of, of Athel Rye. And it's going to be quite uh, poignant this year to sing the Fields of Athel Rye, uh, and this time with uh, Pete and John uh, gone. And of course there's a linkage. I think that they've been twinned. They've been twinned with the uh, with Athel Rye and Galway. Yeah, the links, the links are there. They are indeed. And of course, Loyola had written From an Island to an Island, which I know Kevin Collins recorded. And a wonderful song as well, reflective of that relationship. Oh, very much so. Very much so. And it's from the, it's from the marrow. It's from the heart. You know, it's mm-hmm. from the soul, from the blood. And I, I think in Newfoundland, we, we have that kind of, uh, you know, we're not that, of course, in Ottawa, there are organizations, Irish language organizations, other Irish groups, and, you know, we, we don't, we don't claim a monopoly, uh, on this because there are other places, but right across to, uh, I think John Flynn out in Vancouver yes. and, a former student of mine when I was teaching at Mahara, uh, who's mayor of Burnaby, Michael Hurley. Yes, I've met, I've, I've met Michael. Yes. Michael is an amazing, amazing gentleman. So it, it's that shouting out in the kind I think it's all about linkages, all about linkages and making connections. And, and that's so, uh, so important. And I'm so glad that you, know, you contacted me. Your, your program does that as well. You know, uh, so, Michael, one of the other things we kind of touched on before we started talking here was that the Irish in Canada have been here a long time, but there's been the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yes. um, I know you uh, cover off another tour uh, that has uh, an Irish connection down in Newfoundland. Do you want to fill us in a little on that? Yes, indeed. And I, I, I do believe uh, there's a book coming out, uh, for, uh, Lyndon McIntyre. I don't know if you're listening, Lyndon, he's a well-known Canadian. He was down last fall. Uh, uh, checking the information. This is the, the gentleman I refer to as the forgotten man, forgotten man of British and Irish uh, and Canadian history, uh, General H. H. Tudor. Uh, he was a fantastic general of World War One. great friend of Sir Winston Churchill's, went out to India and all of that, all of that good stuff. Uh, however, Churchill put him in charge of the, uh, the police in Ireland uh, back uh, at the times of the, uh, the the times of the troubles, the earlier troubles, and he well, not only the police, he was in charge of the uh, group of people called the Black and Tans. I think you're familiar with that, uh, Michael, mm-hmm. the Black and, Tans, and the atrocities. And then we mm-hmm. know that there were atrocities on all sides during wars. There's always mm-hmm. atrocities. We know that. Uh, however, after the war, um, Hugh Tudor was a person non grata. Uh, he went to Palestine. Like a lot of the people from the Black and Tan got a new life, lease of life, uh, as it were, pardon the pun, uh, and they went to Palestine. Now, Sir Hugh Tudor, and, I, and, I, and I've done a lot of research, and I do a tour uh, about him, a walking tour. Uh, I've accumulated a tremendous amount of uh, information. Uh, there's a gentleman in Belfast, uh, Jerry Ryan, who bought his uniforms at, at a, some kind of an auction, uh, Tudor's uniforms. So Tudor came to Newfoundland, Long story short, came in 1925 and, st- and lived, lived here for 40 years. And he died here in 1965 with a military funeral. So, uh, now, he was well connected with all the various governors and, uh, and whatnot. At one time, there was a rumor that he would be chief of police in Newfoundland. But word got around, uh, and that was uh, 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 sort of uh, scorched very, very, very quickly. Right. Uh, 
because uh, I do a walking tour, I, I show where he was born uh, and where you know all the activities about him and the kind of uh, things that were involved and uh, some of the threats were on him. Uh, I do remember having an Irish language group tour uh, with me. You got to be careful sometimes. And the leader gave me, I was coming up to explain the t- house where to one of the houses where he lived. Uh, and the leader of the group gave me a, a bit of a nod, a heads up. He said, Mike, uh, some people in our tour don't want to hear anything about Tudor. So, again, different folks, different strokes for different folks. But if you're interested in history of, of uh, the life of the famous or the infamous, and I think it's important that we have an open mind in history, have an open mind uh, as, a, as an historian type of thing like that, uh, you know, because... Uh, Nobody's interested in people sort of getting on a pulpit and telling you their story. You have to be open. As a tour guide, particularly, you've got right. to be open. And as a radio host, too, like yourself, That's I think that'd be, <laughs> you don't mind. You have to be open-minded you to do. different points. You know, you do. Well, Mike, we're going to have to wrap it up. Time is uh, against us today. <laughs> and again, I'm going to suggest anyone that's interested, if you're heading down to Newfoundland, boiltours.com. And Michael has all his details. There is uh, email address info at boiltours.com. Though he puts his phone number on the website as well. Available on Twitter and on Facebook. Michael, it's been a real pleasure meeting you. And thanks a million yeah. for taking the time. Thank you, and it's great to, to talk to people in Ottawa and Toronto, and we realize that there are Irish people all across the, this great land. And thank you very much, Michael.